Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the AI Live podcast. Here we'll be talking all things aesthetics, fillers, threads, neurotoxins, techniques, and interviewing people in the aesthetic community. So thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. This is this is this is going to be this is going to be an interesting AI live. It's something that has been on our mind for a long time, and I think on the minds of a lot of experienced injectors who have spent many years in the industry and seen things change. And we just kind of wanted to bring some of those things to light because some newer injectors might not uh, realize the difference and have seen the, the changes and uh, might not be aware of some of the of the little. Uh, pitfalls that yeah, are out there and it's more not necessarily to say it's a bad thing it's a good whether it's bad or good i mean everybody has their way of doing um business and building their own careers and things like that it's just you need to decide your pathway um we're here just to spill some tea things that <laughs> maybe personally have happened to us over the years um, you know, everybody has their own wants and needs and, yeah. you know, you, or nobody's knocking on anybody. We're going to try and keep it as PC-ish as possible. We don't want to get in trouble ourselves, you know, because, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, you, you hear a lot of tea and gossip on the back end. And, you know, a lot of times I, I personally, I try and stay out of everything as much as possible. So. Um, but you know, it, it is something, it's a realization in the industry of things that you just have to say, okay, this is a part of it. You accept it and you slowly make your, uh, make your change in things that you can have an impact in. And so, you know, this is why we created aesthetic immersion mm -hmm. is to make an impact in, um, the things that we feel need, uh, a change or need to change in the industry. And so. This is kind of our, our little take. Um, AI Live was our little version of just Regis and having, Kathy. <laughs> having something to talk about and just draw people yeah. in. And, you know, hopefully this sparks, you know, questions and, um, and things like that. And so, you know, definitely you guys are more than welcome to chit chat. We can read things. Maybe you guys have had your own experiences that you guys want to share. So now where's a can of worms? We're going to open the can of worms. <laughs> for tonight we'll and see where this goes i know and we're I, just I gonna think, we're gonna and I, honestly i think you know um beyond the surface unveiling the aesthetic industry secrets whatever it is they're they're you know the, <laughs> the industry is is hard because we are in the beauty aspects of it and we're still following following in the medicine aspect mm -hmm. and you know ultimately what you get as far as training out there is uh, somewhat subpar when it comes from the companies and 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 you guys have to delve through all of that and figure out who to be your mentors who do who do you trust as far as learning different things and stuff like that so you know ask away we'll get as many of these questions answered at um uh that's out there but i think it's more um, the first thing is more, we're going to kind of talk about trainers, training programs. I think that's where, I think there's one on every corner now. <laughs> I think if you've been injecting six months, you can probably open your own training school. <laughs> um, uh, we've seen this and you know, here, I want to bring this up. I want to, I, I worked, you guys, if you guys know me, you know, I worked in the TV industry for like 19 years. 
And the one thing I didn't like about the TV industry was the superficiality of it. Yeah. That where where everybody used you and threw you away. It's like is how good you looked and you were out of there, and how they could use you and you were out of there if they couldn't use you. And and I I understood why insecurity breeds in that industry is because people don't mean anything. It's just very superficial. It means to and, an end. And I was fine <coughs> until you know the last few years, uh, probably the last eight or so years. I, I think social media has changed aesthetics. Yep. And I really see that taste of that TV superficiality, superficiality. how uh, the fakeness that's brought out forth. And I, it really worries me because it's medicine. And I think I, I feel bad that people are kind of being misled sometimes mm -hmm. because people uh, on, say, social media might look like they're all that, and behind the scenes they might not be. So I always ask my patients to please vet wherever they go. Check your provider. Look at their license. Look at their history. Ask them questions. See if they do their research. All of that. Because yeah. I the social media can look fluffy and great, and it's not in, in and reality. And that is the reality. I mean, it takes a lot to do social media. Yeah. If you guys play around on social media yourselves and, and play in the world of social media, it, it's hard. Like I personally, as much as you see my social media, I actually have to hire a team to do my social media. Lucky. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky in a sense, I guess. I still have to pay out of my pocket for it. But ultimately, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of it is a snippet. And I know we all say we understand it's a snippet of your life and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and but really, honestly, it's hard to get for me, my patients, some of them I've been dealing with for the last 15 years and they're older, more mature patients. And I'm like, nope, no, no, no Instagram. And the only ones that are the ones that want to post are going to be my young patients. So it gives people this false sense that I only work on young patients. And I get that all the time is like, don't you do older patients for that? Why is it the young patients that are doing that? That's so blah, 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 blah. And people make an opinion based off of that, not knowing that that is probably the tiniest little segment that I actually do. Um, and I actually have a lot more information and a lot more experience with my older population and really getting beautiful results, but they don't want to put it out there. And that is, that is a hard thing. You and know? two, you know, sometimes on Instagram, people like the pretty people to look at. Yeah. Like I said, it's like that TV industry It's getting, it's very superficial. And in reality, that's not maybe what all we see. And we see things that are, you know, a lot of our processes that we do with our, our treatments are, are a, it's, it's a process. It's a journey with our patients. It takes mm. several treatments. It's like not, it's not one set of lips and they're out the door. It, there's a lot more to it and it makes it look it makes it look easy it makes it look like anybody can do it um, a few years ago uh, everybody was showing kind of how they injected on social media and then we had one person on YouTube it was soccer mom who was injecting herself and teaching everybody how to inject um, themselves remember that mm -hmm. and um, and she and it ended up kind of becoming a very big thing Whereas a lot of us that were a little bit more responsible, we pulled down all the videos where we were actually showing how we injected. And that's where Patreon came about, mm -hmm. is where we could um, kind of vet people that were coming in and, and really somewhat watching some of these, the educational but videos, so they wouldn't do it to themselves. But you know what though? The, the whole world, there's a whole YouTube yeah. channels, tons of YouTube channels nowadays that you can do that now. 
scary, it's huh? Even more so than when you <laughs> when you guys were on, on on that that drive for that aspect of it. And so you know, to me, you know, the training programs out there, you guys really really need to vet. I mean, honestly, even conferences. As much as I like conferences, that's a whole nother story that we need to talk about. <laughs> I think conferences are more just for meeting up with friends, and you know, some of them are give you some things um i think if you've been experienced um you can sit in on things and and glean some pearls here and there or some things that you never may have thought about that challenge you to do something new and stuff like that um but to really get good at something uh, my best my best advice for all of you guys is pay somebody either in your area across the country out of a, out out of the country that you feel do good work and you know the whole the the hardest part i think out there is figuring out who does good trainings period you know i i agree and with these schools popping up everywhere like we have our school mm -hmm. we've had it for four years five, five years, years and we've <laughs> gone to the work of being accredited yeah. So when people come to our classes, they get CME accreditation. Now, it's not easy to get accredited. And there are other people in the country that have gone to that work to get accredited. And when you go to those types of schools, you know that you are getting valuable information. You know it's going to be non-biased. You know that it is going to be, hopefully, pretty research-based based and very tried and true. And I think when you are looking for something like that, don't just go to ABC down the street of some person who started a school because their website looks really good go into it and make sure that you are going to get what you're paying for because that is so so important i have heard providers recently when i was um, in an area in the country that they had gone to a school of a popular person i'm trying to be careful here <laughs> and were so disappointed because it was more about that person and not about the students and not about the injectors and it was more about things that didn't pertain to the education. And I was really sad to hear that. I was really sad to hear that the focus wasn't education and wasn't on the student getting it and instilling that critical thinking. So really vet your schools and talk to other people who have gone to different places to make sure they get a lot out of it. Yeah, hopefully our, our team, I did talk to them, um, our team will hopefully start creating a little community forum for you guys to at least start talking about conferences, training programs that you've gone to, be open and honest with it. Because I think a lot of people take courses and then if it's a bad course or they didn't really do learn anything, they kind of keep their mouth shut and they go on to another one. And you, you just like, mm, okay, well, that wasn't the best. And you just literally move on and you go waste the money and blah, blah, blah. And it would be nice to get a, you know, kind of a Yelp-ish <laughs> type of a thing yeah. for conferences that would be my next and app schools so too, hopefully maybe. yeah schools um schools training programs you know boot camps conferences all yeah. of these things i think you need to have a balance you know there's going to be definitely certain people that get gain a lot out of it and there are certain people that are going to have different disappointments and it just comes down to where you are at in your career you know if you're brand new i would probably say Conferences are great to start building connections, building a network. I think that's a really, really good way. Mm -hmm. And you choose one conference per year to attend, and then you spend some money going to a more 
you know, honed in comp, uh, training program or even do a private training with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things that it's just it's hard. I get yeah. it. I get it for you guys. It, it, it does seem like a, a money pit sometimes, but, you know, ultimately it, there's a balance. I think conferences are great for what they're for. Um, you know, I go to conferences to look for new treatments. I go to conferences to catch up with old friends and and, and network within certain things and meet new people. But I, I would probably say I don't go to conferences nowadays to actually say I'm going to learn, learn, learn a lot. Um, you know, you sit in on what you can and, and you you <laughs> gain and gather something, you know, yeah. and that that leads to another thing, you know, if in. The whole thing with conferences, I actually don't like going. <laughs> I actually don't like speaking at conferences. I do it for companies that I really um, like using and am empowered to use their products and really want to share it with you guys on what I actually do in my current practices. Um, and you guys have to realize, you know, the, the let's break down conferences. When you go to a conference, you guys pay for the conference. When I go to a conference and I'm speaking at a conference, I actually majority of times um, don't get paid. Don't get paid. I really times. don't get paid. I uh, they may pay for your hotel room. If you're lucky, they pay for your flight. You know, if I'm speaking for a sponsored event or a sponsored um, talk, that's where that company may pay me to give their sponsor talk. But it's still within the guidelines of what they want me to talk about. I'm not talking about things that I may do in my practice. And so you guys have to realize a lot of these conferences are related to two things. One is there's a popularity contest. Two is that um, that it's it, these people are doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. And it's a balance, you know, and that's why you see when you go to conferences, this is why I say choose maybe one, maybe two, if it's closer to where you are one maybe a little bit further and you'll see unfortunately there's the same people speaking at the same conferences all the time yeah on the same things and it, it, it's up to you guys i look at conferences in a very different way now because i don't utilize them as my necessary educational tool um i think you take what you garner off of a little bit of social media a little bit of this a little bit of that but really it's about creating your network of community so that you can learn from it. Now that we're on the subject of conferences, <laughs> you know, everybody, <clears throat> um, we're in a pro medical profession, and and not that any of us haven't had a few drinks now and then, but you know what? Um, I think sometimes we need to remember that we are around other medical professionals, and we're always being watched, and we represent ourselves, our clinic maybe companies we speak for. And I think we need to remember that in our behavior, in our dress. I sound like a prude, but uh, I think it's really important that it's not a place for you to go and um, maybe let it all hang out um, <laughs> in w during lectures or, or whatever. I'm like, go to the cocktail reception, I don't care, do whatever. But sometimes I think we need to be taken Seriously, especially for nurses and PAs, we're not physicians. Sometimes we need to make sure that we, we are taken seriously. And I see people getting on stage who, um, who it's hard to take seriously uh, sometimes, even though they might be smart. Am I being careful yeah. enough? 
<laughs> anyway, make sure that we stay yeah. professional. Make yeah. sure that we ho we hope to encourage others to stay professional. Yeah. I think it's something that's really, really important. And um, as far as conferences too, some conferences have people who are very popular on social media and they've been an injector for three to five years or maybe even less. And they're getting up there and giving information that's not research-based and it's not accurate information. And those of us kind of in the back are sitting there just going, I can't believe this person just said this to 500 people because mm -hmm. it's inaccurate information. So take everything with a grain of salt when you're there. Yeah. Re do your own research, always wonder why, use your critical thinking. Please don't take mm -hmm. everything as the end truth when you are at conferences. It's kind of like yeah. it was said, it's don't really lay after Botox one day, and how many years have people been telling people yeah. don't lay after Botox, lay down after Botox? That's mm -hmm. fake, fake news, whatever. It's not real, it's not something that's research-based. Yeah. Take everything with a grain of salt. Conferences are difficult. You know, they yeah. have CMEs and you know, I, uh, I, I, I for me, honestly, I just don't have time to go and look up research and support things that I do. And honestly, some of the things that I do are outside the range and realm of what is out there as far as research. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just like medical, when being from family medicine, just like you being family medicine, sometimes we're thinking outside the box and we're using things in a different way because we know it can do this and this and this. And it it's it's hard sometimes to go up on stage and present something, unfortunately, because I would say for me, it, it, there's nothing that can I can say that back what I do except my experience. And so those are hard things. You know, people are going to do a lot of different things in different ways and have different opinions, and that's completely fine. Her and I don't do, agree on everything, but we've learned to agree on certain things and we've learned to disagree on certain things. And that's that's the beauty of medicine, that there yeah. is no right or wrong way. Some of the things I've done for 12 years, finally, there's some research that actually supports what I've been doing and why I've been doing it. And and I'm like, yay, now I can go and sit, sit in my sit in my corner and go, see, that's why I've been doing that. Right. But, yeah. You know, that was me being playful and me understanding what I understand from my own anatomy, my own experiences and things like that. And this is the challenge for you guys is to not take everything that you hear up on stage as gold. Yeah. Take it yeah. with a grain of salt. See how it resonates with you and make sure that you you understand why it's being done or why you're going to try out something. Don't just, oh, that person is doing it. I'm going to just do it that way just because. There's a balance. Yeah, and I think Mary Beth is bringing up a really good point. Love you, girl. That this is a medical specialty. This isn't an industry. Movies, TV, that's an industry. This is a medical specialty. And I, I feel like sometimes since it's a cash-based business, that moral and ethical lines get blurred because people look at it as, as a money industry. People it are getting is. into this to make money. People are do it, getting into doing schools to make money. The wrong focus is being put <coughs> on aesthetics. Yep. And it makes me sad because this is not an industry. This is a, a very tough medical specialty. It takes years to be good at this and we can still screw up after years. Yep. So it, it's just, it's a practice of medicine. We're, we're practicing every day we're seeing patients and it needs to be taken very seriously. And we need to make sure that our focus is on our patients, not on the money. And it's easy for those ethical lines to get blurred. And I beg you, please don't let that happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it, I just, conference, conferences are difficult. Yeah. I, I honestly, I personally, I never really went to too many conferences. You know, when we when I got when you first joined, how many conferences did I really, really go to? There weren't a lot back there then. There weren't a lot for sure. Yeah, the, the um, companies put them on, so they would always focus on their products, which yeah. we didn't know the difference. The marketing. You <laughs> we know, didn't you, know. You, you guys have to realize it's all, a lot of it is yeah. marketing. A lot of it is yeah. marketing. And that's what drives people. That drives all of you guys to want to... <laughs> to attend or you know that's a flash it's someone good looking it's someone who may speak just right enough that it's it it looks great from the auspice of that um but you know th this is one yeah mary this is one of those fields that when i talk to people um physicians i talk to the residents when you're getting into this everybody starts at the same place everybody and tracy tracy thank you girl tracy hotter just brought up something that i i i can't say this <clears throat> strongly enough is that social media has been both the best and the worst yeah. for our specialty it's been great because it lets patients feel more comfortable about like this isn't something that's in the closet it's been the worst because it makes people look like they're wonderful and they can really suck at this right and they could be dangerous so mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a false face and that's why i, I assimilate this I connect it so much with the TV industries because there's a lot of facades it's a lot of facades. and it's hard for people and providers and patients to know how who, to sift this to out who how to, to sift this out there's a I mean at the end of the day like I, I was saying with the social media like you literally you go on Instagram and you see all these befores and afters well that's just one and you can choose your one or two patients that turned out amazing and beautiful because they were already pretty set up to be easy to do. You know, anybody probably could do them. The ones that are really, really hard to do, look at it. Like, you know, not to knock on it, but some of the people's out there that really do talk or say, look, it's so easy. Just one half a syringe in here, like a lips, half a syringe in the lips. Look, it looks beautiful. That's everybody. And when you look at all the lips they do, they're all the same size or they all the same structure. There's no differences. There's no change in them. It's the same exact model that, and that's really, really why they get the same results and they get beautiful results, but they only have that. And the rest of us go and we get all of these weird lips, <laughs> tiny little lips, M-shaped lips, lips are like this and, and everybody has different shaped lips and then you go well, well why can't i get lips like that well those people that are talking about it or have their little platform if you really look at it it's the same exact lip shape that they choose to promote their thing <laughs> as long as we're on the uh, boy god as long as we're on the we have to be careful so we're as, like we have as to long choose as we're on the self-promotion part i'm going to tell you something that happened to me personally no um, on social media, Instagram, um, there was somebody on Instagram who was uh, perceived as uh, saying negative things about products and people. And I messaged this person and said, wow, you know what? Maybe calm down. The perception isn't great. And we had a really nice conversation, like probably a few paragraphs like, hey, love you. Take care. See you later. Great this much of the conversation that i had with this person was taken out of context put into their instagram 
and made out into a huge thing that kind of mimicked um, a movie. And when I approached this person, I said, what are you doing? We took this out of context. This wasn't our conversation at all. And they said, that was my most liked post ever. So hmm. yeah. social media, like I said, can be, it, it can feed into the narcissistic tendencies of people. And, the, sure. and the, that, that look at me, look at me, uh, the selfie thing, really, stop you guys. <laughs> this, this, I mean, like, we, we love to see things on social media, but you don't put on your personal page. Maybe have a personal page. Mm -hmm. Separate the personal and professional and have your professional page with stage professional and the personal one to your selfies and your, mm -hmm. your fun clothes and stuff. It's all good. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a very, very sad thing that social media has brought in that. And I agree with Samara, like, well, really the Instagram pages of just posting on celebrities and they really don't post about anything right. with regards to educating patients on what they should be expecting from the industry, right. from what they should expect of the providers. The reality is, you know, some of the things that we do require many, 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 many treatments. It's not one or, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't one treatment that changed them. Um, and, you know, ultimately, that is the that is the sad part. The dancing, the close <laughs> of each other. That's so true, Julia. <laughs> that, that was already on there. The dancing, like, I, I you know, the, uh, that's the sad part is if you realize it, a lot of popularity in in this industry is based off of the fact of marketing. It is marketing, 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 and we eat it up. Yeah. I mean, how many of us just get addicted to just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling is because there is something that subliminally hits you in a sense when you see those type of things. Someone's doing worse than me or someone's doing blah, blah, blah. And that's the sad part is that it does confuse your patients on what really is the truth and you're posting this about a celebrity look blah 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 they're like, oh they they know what they're talking about because they can point out on the celebrity well really what is it really their work no it's not their work and and it's their social media person doing all these posts that have nothing yeah. to do with aesthetics they're yep. just celebrities so it's the substance that we kind of look for and our patients are looking for substance too, but we always like to be entertained. So there's a bit of entertainment in there also. So I think a lot of marketing people recommend kind of doing a little of each. Well, don't go too far one direction with a little of one side because you won't be taken as seriously as maybe we want to. And we need to remember that this is a professional specialty. This is medicine. This it's is not Miss America. Yeah. So. Hi, Scott. <laughs> but yes, we definitely need to see more befores and afters. I mean, I think that befores and afters actually showing maybe a little bit of what you're doing, that you're actually, you know, injecting the patients or whatever I think is, is proper so that patients get an understanding. And, and not to, you know, I, I think a lot of us, uh, even my social media, like they're trying to wipe the blood off and all of this stuff. I'm like, I, and I know social media doesn't want us to show the bloodiness and things like that, yet they let surgeons do all of the stuff all yeah, over, yet right. they see a little blood flowing and all of a sudden we but can't you have a But you have to put a pasty on, but you can see an ab abdomen. I know, open <laughs> oh up. It, 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 <laughs> put a pasty on. What the heck? I don't know. It, it really, really, really <laughs> bugs me because on, honestly, yeah, there are going to be times where certain things are a little bit more bloody than others. And I think patients need to understand Bruises happen. I don't yeah. think we should post things without, you know, 
posting it without any bruises, even though you just covered it up with lipstick, that's not reasonable. Uh, I tell my patients all the time, you're going to bruise. Here are pictures of bruises. And two, you know, I, I think we need to be real on social media. Everything's not perfect. I'll post things where it didn't turn out like I wanted it to turn out. But why did that happen? What made that happen? What was how, how did I fix it? And then how will I make it not happen again? And that's right. going to help others learn and grow in their aesthetic journey. So right. I think being very transparent is really important. Being very honest and real is, is really important because it's not just providers that are watching us on, say, social <coughs> media. It's, it's other patients. It's patients, too, or potential patients. patients. We get patients in every day. I do in my clinic every day from social media. Why? Because a lot of my posts are educational. And uh, you, we might have fun once in a while, but it's, it's not the cl the crux of our of our I mean our it's the sad part it's the sad part of the algorithms that are made yeah. is that you have to do things that attract more more visibility and blah 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 and you know it, it's it's the game you still have to play um and the hope is that you take the game and you play it and you spin it in the right light to to really educate patients to really show what is real and stuff like that so i mean that's that is the hard part because it is the struggle because everybody needs to be seen you know that's how you build a little bit of <laughs> uh, of the balance uh, and get your name out there i mean at the end of the day we are all doing business we are mm -hmm. all here to make some buck to support our life in our own ways but you know there there has to be that line of ethic ethics that needs to be drawn on that aspect of it. And so, yes, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> crystals, yeah, you hate those filter pictures with the makeups, but I mean, the plastic right. surgeons were the first ones to start doing that. I mean, if you look at it, they, they have the ugly, ugly picture right before it goes surgery. And then they have the three, six month pictures all dolled up, the hair's done up, <laughs> they're having all the makeup like, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's nothing new, unfortunately, in our industry because yeah. it's been there since day one. and. You know, hopefully some, hopefully we'll slowly start to change in, back into it. But, um, you know, even, even like, you know, the, the things we were, I was talking about like uh, PRP and, and stuff in, in the hairs, like people will shave it down and it looks more sparse and then they inject it and then they'll let the hair let grow, it grow up oh, it looks and thicker. it look, looks it looks thicker <laughs> i was like oh great <laughs> that's why i say keep your critical eye just keep that critical eye with everything um okay so can we go on to go. award shows and oh. programs and events and awards awards so who's the who's the top in who's this the top, area who's the top uh pet groomer in the country and who's <laughs> so you know think about this like who is running who's running these you know who's running these it might be somebody who runs an aesthetic conference it might be a school who wants to give out awards it might be a business person who has nothing to do with aesthetics who's just there to make make money maybe off of things so i would say look at who's running this and when you see o awards being given or nominations being done look look at the back end and go okay who who did this um i know <laughs> so i'm a, i'm i'm a i'm a, i'm actually somebody did not nominate me for being one of the top mediocre injectors in, in the country <laughs> and i so appreciate danny thank you for nominating me um I, um so sometimes when you verbalize concern um all of a sudden you're not in that group anymore 
Hmm. Yeah. So who nominated those people from the get-go? So I want you to <coughs> kind of think about, and research. Research who's behind this. Vet these uh, organizations and find out, look at history. It's easy to, easy to Google people and look at history and see what's behind there and kind of where this all started and what, mm -hmm. usually if you look at something, you're gonna, you're gonna say follow the dollar. So there's and, something and that and people and are and making money off of. Unfortunately, even then, I mean, you look at like New Beauty, the top doctors and this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are paid They're for, paying for, unfortunately. It. Um, that's the sad part in, you know, I used to, when I first saw those top doctors, I oh, how'd they get on there when you're in the, in the airport <laughs> on, the, right. on the, on the, on the, <laughs> the magazines yep. in, in, in your airlines. And it's like, how did they get those? And then I, I, I would not did not know they're all paid for in their own rights. And so you, unfortunately in this industry, a, well, a lot of it is based off of popularity. I think so too. It's a pop, it's a popularity so thing. And, and I, I definitely don't, like the popularity thing i'd rather stay in the background for my sake well you know what i think being medical it, professionals we, you know we want to be nominated on our knowledge on yeah. our skill what we have to bring to this medical specialty yeah. not on how pretty our dresses or how spanky our hose are so we we want to be there for what we can give back to the specialty and oftentimes we kind of see that that's not the case no so it's it's disheartening a little bit when we when we see things like that happen and um like i said keep your critical eye look at maybe who's behind some of these different organizations and research yeah i mean them and ultimately and, yeah it's it's one of those hard things because you you want to create a popularity you want to see who is good who is not as good and blah 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 that's all good but at the end of the day it's not something that's really sent out to all the practitioners mm -hmm. in the in the country and saying hey you know who in your in this field do you think is doing great work for the industry blah 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 it really is a popularity you pull you it gets put out there on social media it gets put out there on instagram and they said go vote for your best person and you know if someone really really wants the award they'll go and send it to all of their friends and tell all their friends to vote for that one person and that's it and that's how it runs do the people that even know the person that they're voting for no it's just a friend of a friend that told them to vote for that person See, that and recently happened at one of the yeah <laughs> that recently happened at one of the that was told to us about one of our little uh, nomination things a colleague um, ratted their colleague. other colleague out yeah it, it was just <laughs> one of those things it's just like it it, it devalues a lot of these things and it, and it's sad because you know you want you want to keep these people um that really are doing good work you want to tell them hey you guys are doing good work continue continue with that and i think that's where awards are 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 wonderful on that aspect of it and you know for the patient population out there i think it helps establish them on the aspect of it you know but you know then again it goes like your yelp i mean that's kind of the same thing yelp is <laughs> yelp has their good things and yelp has their bad things and people will yeah. put their own opinions based off of what it is like i never understood yelp when people go oh my god that place was so expensive well in the little thing at the top it said it was four dollar signs what'd you expect <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like what did you expect it wasn't going to be expensive so i mean the, there's a lot of you know great people that are out there that 
do great work that are very hidden. They don't do social media. And, you know, I, I think that it's something that, you know, we as the community should start to help bring up people that really, really have been good providers that really help out other people. I mean, I've heard a lot of, you know, a lot, there's a lot of rumors of people that are up in the social media game and really prominent people that speak and blah, blah, blah. And on the backside, they're asking all the, all of their colleagues on the sides to deal with all of their complications. Yeah. And that's really sad. And I, I, I'm and disheartened these are, these are to, big to hear people. that these big people are having such bad outcomes, yet they're still teaching people and speaking on stage and all of this stuff. And it's just like, what? I, I would never have known this, but these are the things that get told to me as, as you, you start getting out there. Um, and so it, it, it's a hard thing. It's a really, really hard thing out there, you know, so it's something where it is. Yeah, it is very, scary. very scary because you, you think that these people are talking and teaching you proper things and they themselves are getting into lots of issues that they don't even necessarily themselves deal with. They pass them off to their colleagues and say, hey, help Handle me out this. with this patient. Help me out with this patient. And, you know, they really shouldn't. I mean. You know, th these are the things where it's, it's it sometimes boggles my mind. You need, to, be, you need mind. to also be really aware of handling complications. If you're injecting, you need to be able to aware, uh, aware and no have knowledge to handle complications too. Yes, we like to collaborate. You know, I, I, if I have an issue, I would collaborate with, with a colleague because I think two brains are better than one, but not dump somebody off on someone. Mm -hmm. So I really, I wouldn't do that. I wanted to mention something mm -hmm. too that there is a conference that I think is great and Mary Beth's going to kill me for bringing this up, but it's called learners and legacies. And this conference is relatively new, but it is only the, the, the speakers are only people I think who have uh, been injecting 13 or more years, something like that. So, you know, you have the OGs in the field, you know, you have people that are there for the right reason. And, and my favorite part is you can wear scrubs or jeans. There is not, <laughs> this is not a beauty contest. I <laughs> love that. Considering I walked seven miles a day at the last conference I was at. So <laughs> I'm like, tennis shoes win. So uh, Mary Beth, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this, having, having a quality conference right. that people can come and just listen to the meat and we don't have the fluff and we can learn about all, all of our tricks in the trade. Nothing's patented, nothing's trademarked. That's a whole nother thing. Oh, That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, I'm just like, seriously. So trademark what we all do, okay? Keep doing it. Yeah, patent <laughs> what we all do, yeah. So I, it kind of drives me crazy uh, that yes. that techniques, that nothing, we don't do anything new and different. We, we It's not a technique we invented. Uh, we All of us do things. So sometimes when people take it as theirs and want to trademark it and then and patent it then and say you can't say this word or I'm gonna have my lawyers after you it doesn't I don't understand it I just don't understand that yeah yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense to me no and then the NDRs no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. if you go if you ever want to go to a meeting and they have you sign a, 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 a NDR which means you can't talk about what you learned you can't share what you learned um, I literally, w I, w I won't sign one of those because I yeah. teach and we have a school. So God forbid I mention a word that we said in the class and I can get sued. So I won't, I won't sign those. I am not going to share information I learned from somebody else and take it as, take credit for it. And I don't think we should. Mm -hmm. We need to be mature 
professionals. And if I learn something all the time, I'll say, hey, Dr. Swift taught this and I love this. Mitigate, not obliterate. I love it. Dr. Swift said that. I love giving credit where credit's due. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that if we do that as professionals, we won't have to worry about all these, like, hold on to my information. I don't give it to anybody else. So it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I think that that's the sad part. I think a lot of people in the industry, they give a little portion of what they do. It's kind of like I gave you the recipe. For oh, you brat. Oh, oh, he makes the best chocolate cake. Forgot to give her a couple. Forgot to give me one of the, a, a part of the recipe. And it was, a, I made it, I cooked a brick. So not fair. Not but fair. I think that, that, that happens in the industry. People say, yeah. oh, I do this. And mm -hmm. really on the backside, they're really not. And. You know, it, it, unfortunately, that, that is the hard part. I, I've heard it. I've seen it I've, um, in the aspect of it. I think we try to be as open as possible when we train and yeah. ask away questions and stuff like that. I think when you have to tell people, don't tell my secrets, don't tell this, don't tell that, you have to question what's going on. Why, why, what is so wonderful that you need to keep it a trade secret? Because at the end of the day, you're personality your artistry is going to resonate with your patients and you're going to gather your patients that love you and will continue to follow you on yeah. that aspect of it yeah. you know the, it should not be a, a an area of competition i mean because there are certain patients that i'm like nope go go see Lori. <laughs> <Go see Kenyan. laughs> like, oh, i don't need to see them all I, there is places for that aspect of yeah, it yeah and, and you so, know that's true on social media if you're yourself water seeks its own level and patients will come in to us and they I already click with them. They already click with me. And you're probably seeing that in your own practices too, that if you're on social media and you show your personality a little bit or what you have to, to, sh to share, they come in and they, they, they already vetted you. They're like, they'll come in, they're like, okay, um, I'm, I'm in my consult. And I say, okay, let me explain this. They're like, no, don't explain, just do my lips. I'm like, no, no, no let, let me explain what can happen and what this <laughs> is and the molecular structure of what I'm going to be using. And they're like, no, 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 no. I've watched you on Instagram. I'm like, no, let me explain. So it's interesting because they know me better than I know me. And it's kind of new because I come from old school before social media ever came mm -hmm. around. So it's really nice that if we use it for education and, and that people can see what we're like, they kind of seek the same level and we'll find that our patients kind of blend with us. Let, let me know if that's the case that you find it all. I don't find a lot of people who don't blend coming in from social media. It's really kind of cool. I send them to you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. They all love me. It's okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about Mm, what other topic do we have? Um, oh, 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 I know. People who work for other yes. people. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, getting a job to suck information out of you and then leaving. <sighs> that is, uh, honestly, that is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, I think back in the day, um, I think that, you know, it was, this was so new. People were sharing and I think it was, it was in that stage where it was okay. But, you know, getting a job these days, I think as a business owner, I, I worry because I feel as though sometimes I provide my staff with the best of the best education that I can. And I'm spending my extra time to help you, these people grow their careers and all this stuff. And so, it's one of those things where, you know, you, we, we really definitely have to 
be mindful of the of the businesses that do and the people that do help you grow in your careers and not just go, yeah, I'm going to work for them and learn as much as I can and then jump ship and go to somewhere else and get paid more. Um, and, you know, there's a balance of it. You know, there is a balance of it in, in the sense. I mean, how many of you guys pay for a conference? It's a thousand dollars plus the plus the hotel, plus your food, all of that stuff. Um, and then how much of it did you learn? And then you go to a private training and you go this, you're spending ten, twenty thousand dollars mm-hmm. a year potentially on learning. And these clinics are helping you get this training. And yet you go and go, yep, thank you. And then you feel as though you're good enough and screw you. I'm going to go next door and open the clinic down the street. Yeah. I mean, how many providers or and that people that I hear that happened you know, to you. I mean, that definitely happened to me. I mean, I, I literally, the one of the practitioners that I've, we trained her up. She had been out of the industry for a little bit. We trained her up and she spent like two years with us and literally um, was on a little break. Um, and after, while she was on that break and we were asking her, oh, when are you going to come back? She was actually already forming her own corporation. Um, she came back and worked for a week and said, here, here's my resignation. Um, she ended up opening a clinic, not too, too far, but further, further away, um, from me. Um, and then she had the audacity to tell the lawyers to send me a letter to tell her patients where she went <laughs> your patients which <laughs> they were my patients in the beginning <laughs> yeah. and you know it's a sad thing because it makes unfortunately it makes practitioners business owners like me go why am i going to spend my extra time i spend extra time at the end of my day extra time during days that i'm days off to train these people and get them the education, to bring in trainers to get these people educated and people go and say, yep, I'm going to leave and stuff like that. Um, and, and so it's really, really sad out there, you know, when people are money driven and think that they can just. So, so can I bring something up I think is brilliant? Um, if you guys know who Shelby Miller is from Ruma Aesthetics in Salt Lake City in Utah, um, I kind of have a com- had a little conversation with her about this, and uh, I, what I do now is I bring people on to apprentice, and I was able to get something from Shelby. It's a legal paper, and you might need to have your lawyers adopt it, which mine adopted it for California, but adopt it as an apprenticeship. So what happens is when you hire people, they come in as an apprentice at a lower rate, and you are training them, but each hour costs about a, it costs money. There's a, there's a price to each hour. Now, when the apprenticeship is done, it could be six months, or so, if they quit early, they owe you money. It's $40 an hour of training they got. And they're held to that contract. So I think it's a great idea. Shelby does sell that contract, so you'd have to contact Ruma Aesthetics to get a copy of that and then make sure your lawyers alter it to fit your state. But I think it's brilliant because we've had this happen and people will, will get all the information out of us and then leave um, and that the whole goal was I want to learn just I want to open up my own clinic and that was not uh, kind of uh, forthright and, 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 and it was and not. it's different if you're in a clinic where you feel as though they're putting your 
mean license on the line and it's an uncomfortable situation and blah 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 feel free you know we're not telling you leave but if you feel as though you know the, this is calling out those practitioners that literally are like yep i'm gonna learn from them and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna take 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 and not give back to the business which is why you got all this great training it's really sad because that's yeah. gonna affect the trainings that go out there um and you know i think it's a fair thing um you know i told new practitioner getting in, into the industry go and work for somebody even for free or work out of work on a medical assistance salary mm -hmm. or hourly wage and that's the trade-off you're giving them free work and free labor to get that trade-off of education you know i had one doctor that worked with me and she worked with a, a dermatologist and got to learn and get trained and stuff like that but she went on her own time and and uh didn't charge he she he didn't charge her she didn't charge him and in which way is a fair trade and she would just work on her side job like an urgent care job just to pay for her um expenses and you do that until you're comfortable and then you could figure out if you like the practice keep up with them and say hey i want to work into something with you guys there's mm -hmm. you know open your mind open your mouth up to the practices and start talking to them um you know, talking to them about what your what you want, what your expectations want, and realize that you need to bring into something to the practice for them to continue to want to work with you. Yeah. In a sense, you know, I, I, it's it's a sad part that you know we've seen it, and we see it even more and more and more here because people think that they're good enough. You know, we've I had one of my clinic, another nurse practitioner leave and open her own practice after getting trained and from brand new brand making new to somebody. And yeah, you, you spend a lot of money getting these people good training and it's really sad. Yeah. I think, uh, to, to kind of change the subject we're they're telling us we have like three minutes. I know we're going to have to put this over on uh, like part B next we'll month. Part B next we month. have so many comments, <laughs> but I think that you need to be careful if you put information out there and, and information online, be careful, make sure you copyright it. Uh, we had all of our classes stolen oh, yeah. um, and copied, all of our classes copied from an out-of-the-country school. And um, it was very surprising because we thought they were our friends. So I, it can happen to you. Yeah. You know, it can happen It can happen to you. So just make sure that you copyright everything. Make sure that, and it's, it's tough because if it's out of the United States, it's tough to do anything sometimes. So just make sure that you um, have everything legally buttoned up and make sure that you are careful about um, where you present things and uh, how you allow access. We're very careful now in our school how who we let have our classes and the access we allow because of that. You know, we got burned big time once. So yeah. we're a little bit more careful with that. Yeah, it's, it, it is sad. You, you try and work with people that you trust, uh, you consider your friends, and, yeah. you know, you literally do, can't tell, uh, unfortunately, these days, who will come back and <laughs> steal your information that you've worked hard. And it was, it was a collaboration th that mm -hmm. they were saying, okay, we'll pay you for this, for your, your stuff, um, for every student that does. And it, unfortunately, turned out that they just, copied everything and they would just give us a little tiny bit but no they the weren't paying side, at all well i know they it, weren't paying anything up to a certain point and it was here's what's funny it was a student let us know 
she contacted us and said, hey, I'm watching your class and it looks like it's been screen recorded because I used to do this in college. <laughs> we're <laughs> like, it's kind of like you like went what? to the movie with a video recorder <laughs> and recorded it. <laughs> so, and you could see the mouse and you could see the little Microsoft thing pop up and down. And yeah, yeah so it was somebody we'd, we would have never known if a student had yeah. let us know. So, um, yeah, it, there's just stuff there's like that. There's so much. There's so much. There's even like even things where companies themselves you need to watch out for. You know, ultimately, you know, there I know there's a, um, a company for like threads that people are getting trained by not practitioners. <laughs> Oh, yeah. On the aspect of yeah. it. And there's a lot of intermingling and a lot of things where <coughs> it's, to me, it's elite. It's not legal whatsoever. And, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, that is the sad thing is it's it's all because they get popularity from the influencers. And you, you don't realize sometimes uh, some of these smaller companies will pay these influencers uh, money to promote their stuff. And it's not like that they're behind them, and that goes into a whole nother thing. I think, you know, um, you know, there are, there there have been some popular people in the industry that just jump around to different companies and promote their devices, and they get you because they speak well and they they yeah. they, they, they they say it's going to be the greatest and blah blah blah, and then you buy it, and then they're onto something else, um, and you know that is one of those. Sad things, really, really, really sad things. Oh my gosh, Brooke just brought something up. Medical directors who haven't a clue about aesthetics. You guys, if you have a medical director, make sure they do aesthetics. Uh -huh. So if I have a medical director and they're like some, like a podiatrist down the street, how are they gonna help you when you have a problem and they're taking money, you know, just to be a medical director. So please, please, please pick a medical director. Here's mine. That that knows what they're doing and who can be a resource for you. And then make your collaborative group of friends around you who you know are experienced and that you can call. I have friends from all over the country that injectors that will call me or send me patients if there's a problem. And it's we're here to help. We are here as providers first to help mm -hmm. patients. Our patients, the patient is our focus. So if there's a problem, we're here to help. And if we're close by, we're gonna do that. So I think that it's real important that you have somebody that as a medical director, if you have one, that make sure that they know what's going on. I talk to a yeah. lot of nurses and, and PAs it's and stuff out there that, that um, their directors don't do aesthetics at all. And I'm like, what if something happens? It yeah. does, it, it's scary. It really is. They're hung really out to dry. Scary. Yeah. It's, it, it's the, the sad part is that, you know, and I get it, people want to get into the industry. They want to open their own practice and stuff like that. But you have to realize that it, what you put out there and finding someone just because they can you know, borrow their license not only puts their license on the line, it it's also is something, of, to me, an ethical aspect of it because ultimately, if you run into any issues, who who's going to stand on anything? Like, oh, my medical director um, doesn't know anything about what, what happened here and how to manage it. Well, if you got in a lawsuit, you're SOL'd, unfortunately, yeah. because you have no stance, then they're going to ream your medical director as well as you, and your business really can take a big hit on that aspect of it. So, you know, I know sometimes it's cheaper to go with, you know, different medical directors because they don't know what what it is. But 
if a, if a person is a, in your, if your medical director actually is in the industry, yeah, it, it may be worth it because at least they can help you out if there are any issues. That, those are things you need to vet a medical director on in that sense. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's so much more to oh talk gosh, about. We, like, we, we've been very, I, very... I wanted to talk about product tours and I didn't get there. Um, <laughs> so we'll get we, there. we will save more for our 2.0 of this, which will be November 7th at 5 p.m. Um, if there are other little things that you guys want us to talk about, email us at learnattheaestheticimmersion.com. Um, I think that we would love to hear from you guys. Um, look out hopefully by next time we're, I'm going to try and push my team to create some kind of community forum so that you guys have a place to, you know, work on, um, and, and kind of be hopefully a Yelp for conferences, for yeah. training programs, for different people and stuff like that. So maybe you know. even private trainings, uh, private trainings, classes, conferences, like, you know, we'll give them, you know, zero give, to give zero, your, one to five stars. I mean, give and your feedback on yeah, different feed, things so that people feedback. can really, really understand what, what is it that you learned out of these programs? What is it that you were expecting and you were disappointed because you didn't, you know, I think that there's so much more and we'll get more into that. So. And, and please vote for us for the next popularity contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right, you guys, have a good there. night. We'll see you at the Bye, next guys. AI Live. <laughs> well, that was our AI Live podcast for today. Be sure to check out our other episodes. And as always, thanks for tuning in.